Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. Welcome to Pal Bitcoin, July 10th, 2017. This is your Bitcoin market update. Okay, no big news stories to get to today, but I have a lot of little things that will, uh, you know, kind of help you understand what's going on in Bitcoin. But before we get to that, let's get to a market update. Price on Bitstamp 2515. It's it's not looking good. We're testing this um, kind of support trend line again. Um, three month futures twenty five twenty two. So only a seven dollar premium on three month futures. Um, it that is not encouraging to me. But like I said last time, the um, we, we you can't really start a huge rally from a three hundred dollar premium on futures. So um, maybe we'll see a dip here a fake out down and this this premium will turn into a, a $50 discount and then we will go north from here but this is it's not an encouraging price level to me right now at this this point okay local bitcoins is also not looking very good 2.9 million dollars over the last 24 hours this isn't including obviously Paxful which is a new competitor to local bitcoins local bitcoin is about five years old Paxful is about two years old also BitSquare is out there which is awesome it's a decentralized exchange where you download the client you don't go to a website you download the client onto your computer and you can um, match orders you know it's manual matching of orders kind of and they have come out and said they're going to support user activate soft fork. So, um, you know, take a look at, at BitSquare. But uh, this local Bitcoin's volume is not looking good. $2.9 million over the last 24 hours. Network volume, though, is kind of bouncing here. Two, uh, $649 million over the last 24 hours on the Bitcoin blockchain. And the so that's looking good. That's the one kind of um, bright spot. And that translates into the average transaction value of 3000 four hundred and fifty four dollars so that is a huge average transaction value size on the bitcoin blockchain and so that is a uh, a positive here mempool size is two megabytes and there's been a lot of tweets and a lot of you know people saying oh i made a transaction went through on the very first confirmation for 15 cents what's all this hubbub about um uh, clogged network and i'll talk about that a little bit at in my story section let's see estimated difficulty has come back up yesterday i saw it estimated um to be a six percent increase because the the surge in hash rate that we saw has pulled back almost all the way but then uh over the last 24 hours now we're back up to an eight percent increase in difficulty i expect that to stay between I expect that to stay between 5 and 10%. That's four days away is the estimated difficulty adjustment. And remember, each time these this difficulty period runs out, we're one step closer to August 1st. And Segwit2x needs to get their act together. They need to have this backup plan of the user-activated hard fork because Segwit it needs to get activated. We need to avoid a chain split. And user-activated soft fork seems to be the only way if people don't go with the Segwit2x. Uh, blockchain value density, 334,000 per megabyte. That goes with all these other statistics. Gold is not looking good, 1207. I might just skip talking about that. Um, I thought it was going to have a contrarian breakout. Everyone was saying it's going to go down. Um, most people out there are anti-gold, and they were saying it's going to go down. So my contrarian <laughs> uh, sense was telling me this was going to break out, and a lot of people were going to get hurt going short gold. But I think there's still, like, a majority of people out there going long 
and uh, silver has been really hit. Even the Forex channels I listen to, they say, they call it a fat finger, right? Silver will be beat down by this big candle, have a big long wick down because someone quote unquote fat fingered an entry or a sell order. That happens all the time in gold and silver. Uh, So gold is just one fat finger away from going down into the 1100s. DXY has a little bit of a bounce here, but we'll see if this has any legs at all. Um, 96.14. The weakest currency in the world by far right now is the Japanese yen. Hands down. I mean, the dollar is weakening, and the but it's going up against the yen. So the yen is leading this um, weakening around the world like if you look at all the other pairs the u.s dollar canadian dollar or u.s dollar euro all this other stuff they the dollar is weakening drastically but then when you look at the dollar yen uh it's strengthening so you know these are all relative the yen is leading the weak in weakness but uh the dollar is not is not strengthening anytime soon i mean i don't think we're going to see over 100 um again this year and also the stock markets aren't, aren't doing great. We had a good day on S&P 500 on Friday. Like the plunge protection team, all, like always, comes in and saves the day at the end. But the worldwide markets are going down. So I, I don't expect the S&P to be able to um, maintain a recovery. I think it's going to probably have a, a couple down days this week. We'll see what happens on the markets today. Okay, so overall for my price projection... Um, I, we could see a uh, fake out down. Bitcoin likes to do that, to, to fake out below the trend line. There's a lot of buying pressure and we get bought up. Um, that or we could have a breakdown and continue this consolidation, redraw the line, the, the lower trend line in the triangle and just continue. We broke out north of the triangle. Now maybe we'll break out south of the triangle, but we'll keep consolidating. If we consolidate around 2,500, I mean, this is good. This is ultimately good for bitcoin because it adds that i mean bitcoin is under attack every day is the most important open source project in the world and it is attacked every day so in the face of this uncertainty if we can maintain twenty five hundred dollars per coin it's it's really really good sign and that will just add support in the future at this level so we won't ever crash down like if we go up to five thousand you know we won't crash down below 2500 we might crash down to 2500 but you know that's that's really good we're we're building this support and this consolidation right in this level so anyway um okay let's get on to some quick stories i don't know where to start let's start with this bitcoin unlimited stuff bitcoin limited is having trouble finding devs there was a post on rbtc where they went out and they asked for help they're like we need more devs we we have this huge code refactor that that needs to be done and uh we are having trouble doing it well they're getting a lesson in consensus okay decentralized consensus oh free and open source software um they we're watching them get a lesson in this right now of course people aren't going to pick unlimited over the source client because well, first off, Bitcoin Limited is invite only, right? You have to request to be a part of this developer team. And that just puts off a lot of people. Of course, they're going to go help Bitcoin Core. Plus, Bitcoin Core is run on 95% of nodes. Are you going to do your contribution to the huge majority client? Or are you going to do it to a small client that's closed? It just doesn't make any sense. And these guys are starting to learn this. 
I, I reiterate my call for these Bitcoin Unlimited miners, these guys that are pointing their hash power at different pools. Join the user activated soft fork. Look, Jihan has forsaken you. The miners have forsaken you. They're malicious. They obviously are malicious. You have fought, you fell into the trap here. You fell into their rhetoric, what they were claiming. They played you like a fiddle. Come on over to user activate soft fork. We will accept you with open arms. We want the basement miners. We want all your hash rate. We appreciate you and you will be welcome here. This is the users taking back power. This is what you were you thought unlimited was. That's what the user activate soft fork is. So come on over. Okay, next one is Professor Gunseer. He's back and now he's blackmailing, trying to blackmail um, Blockstream. Greg Maxwell on IRC apparently um, put out saying that um, e uh, Gunseer contacted him or sent him an email and saying he was, unless Greg Maxwell disavows Peter Todd and calls him a hack basically, that uh, Gunseer is going to continue attacking Blockstream. That is blackmail, and he is a professor at a prestigious institution, and I wonder what they think about that. <laughs> I, one of the big rules in po politics that I find myself continuing to go back onto is that if you are claiming, if you are like stuck on um, some like accusing the other side of some activity, most likely you are doing that activity yourself. Most likely you are doing that activity yourself. So um, that is, pr I mean, Gunseer, he's the biggest troll out there. Okay, moving on to, oh, censorship. A lot. There's been a lot of uh, cry about censorship recently. A lot more um, people talking about how, oh, we can't find developers. We can't do Segwit2x very well. We can't do Bitcoin ABC very well because we're being censored on our Bitcoin. Give me a freaking break. This is not censorship. If you lived in North Korea, you would know what censorship is. Everybody knows what censorship is. You can't say your opinion in public. But there's a multitude of places that you can talk about this, that you can talk about your opinions. We all know your opinions, so that means you're not censored. That means you're not censored. Hey, buddy, quiet down over there. Um, and... Yeah, it's just crazy. Go to the top level domain name for Bitcoin, Bitcoin.com. They have a forum there. Go talk all you want. But there, you know, this is, you can't say you're being censored. If you can say it in public and feel safe about it, you're not being censored. Am I censored if I submit a story to the Wall Street Journal about Bitcoin and they refuse to publish it? Am I being censored? Fuck no. This is not censorship. This is moderation. Okay, and the last thing I have here is about spam transactions. Well, actually, I have, I have one more thing after this. I'll try to make this fast. So spam transactions, um, it's hard to say what's a spam transaction if everything's a paying transaction. But there's been some research here. There's a post on our Bitcoin that didn't hasn't really gotten much traction, to be honest with you. But this guy did some research into these uh you know, the backlog. And when you post a transaction and it's dependent on another transaction that has not been confirmed, it's, it's, it's an unconfirmed transaction. Then that slows down your, the confirmation of that original transaction, right? Well, this guy's done studies and he's found this common number of 24 popping up over and over and over again, where it's dependent on 24 unconfirmed transactions. So it has to sit there and wait in the mempool until these other transactions get confirmed before it can get confirmed 
and it just piles up and piles up and piles up. It's as if it was fitting a template. Like I press a button and it creates a, a chain of transactions, 24 transactions that I can publish and that slow down the network. It's a template of spam. This is a very, I link to this in the show notes. It's, it's pretty crazy. And you know, it's again, it's hard to define it as spam because they're all paying transactions, but they're obviously malicious. To me, a spam transaction is a malicious transaction, like something that takes um, three minutes to validate. That is a spam malicious transaction. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the very last thing I have is the, the latest, uh, podcast by let's talk bitcoin with adam and andreas you know i've been very hard on the let's talk bitcoin people and the um, epicenter bitcoin people they're kind of i mean they're on the let's talk bitcoin network but uh, uh this was a really good one because adam man he keeps trying to confirm his fud the big the mega blocker fud he's trying to confirm it and get andreas to confirm it and andreas won't go there andreas this is an excellent Summary of what SegWit is, what's going on, why we're here. Just excellent, excellent. It's, it's not super hard to understand. I mean, all my listeners definitely will be able to understand what Andreas is talking about here. He has a, he does a, you know, a, this great ability to simplify things and make it understandable to people. There, there is a level of, uh, a bar to get over to kind of understand it. But if you've been here for a year or two, you'll understand what Andreas is talking about. And, um, it's just, awesome to listen to adam but andreas what about this the mean mean core mean block stream and andreas like no man this is exactly why we're doing segway this is science this is what we're doing anyway i link to that in the show notes so that you guys can enjoy that bitcoin anyway that's all i have for today thanks for listening um, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. Join me there. I've had a few new uh, subscribers or members. So thank you very much. I'm working on a new um, Patreon post where I'm going to go through the, the mailing list. I did this a couple months ago where I went through the mailing list and just kind of updated people on what's being talked about there. And I'm going to do that again. So, um, you know, you get some good content too on Patreon if you want to do that. It's a little bit more <laughs> uh, nerdy, but, you know, that's that's <laughs> where I live. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's coming on Patreon. So join Patreon, support the show. Thank you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening.